raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Ooh, from the bed, down to the down to the to the flow. And I wanna, ah, ah, you make it so good, I don't wanna leave. But I gotta, know what, what's your fantasy. It's the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Mark was mixing that during the break, and I was thinking, why is he playing ludicrous? And then I realized the fantasy and the fantasy football connection. There you go. Mark, very, very good on that. That's that's always. how you produce sports talk radio. Right. You, he under, knows what you he's understand doing that? There. This man, he's a grizzled vet. He knows what he's doing. Uh, but let's get to it. Reminder, uh, coming up tonight, 5 o'clock, that coverage begins. Matt Taylor, JMV, the entire crew there, they got you covered uh, to get ready for the Colts and Eagles. We'll be back at it 7 a.m. tomorrow for the wake-up call to break down everything that we saw and things that didn't happen during the game and obviously uh, that will be a lot of fun as well. Alright, it's football time and that means it's fantasy football time as well. Josh Larkey joins us from the 33rd team. We love talking with him. He's on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Josh, good morning. Thanks for joining us uh, and I guess let's start here. Uh, just the local guy Anthony Richardson. I'm looking at some draft boards and I'm seeing him take now, I, I know a lot of that has to do with scoring. I'm seeing him taking anywhere from 8 to, to probably 11th round. What do you make of Anthony Richardson, and where would you kind of take him? Well, thanks for having me on and bringing me into ludicrous. You like that? that? First in my, my <laughs> fantasy career. The, the, the listeners are going to hate me early on, but I think we'll, we'll build up steam later. I... I am not an Anthony Richardson drafter this season, but I will preface with next year, I am almost certainly going to love the tantalizing upside of the most athletic rookie quarterback ever. The way we saw him test, his combination of the 40 time, his height, his weight, is essentially Cam Newton, but faster. However, when it comes to fantasy, rookie quarterbacks simply don't score fantasy points. The past 15 years I looked, we've had four quarterbacks that would have paid off a quarterback 10 ADP. Four rookies in 15 years. All of them were multi-year starters in college, whereas Anthony Richardson started just one year at Florida. So for anyone wondering, I would say we're a year early. Year two of Richardson's career, I will 100% buy in. We love the rushing upside, but generally rookie quarterbacks, especially an inexperienced one like Richardson, the, the game plan for year one is so conservative that there's simply just not enough passing for the fantasy points to hit. And you get some nice rushing, but then you look at, we're probably going to see him scoring 15, 16 fantasy points. And I, I don't think he quite hits that, that QB 8, 9, 10 break tag. All right, Josh Larkey's with us talking some fantasy football here. Josh, let's say I've got a draft tonight, okay? Uh, again, I'm not a fan of any drafts before the month of September, but whatever. Let's say we've got a draft tonight. Where would you draft Jonathan Taylor? Ooh. That's a great question. I've generally been higher than most on Taylor the past few weeks. And I know it's crazy, everyone. I generally start drafting two weeks after the Super Bowl. So I have been through the roller coasters of <laughs> all check the... Your, are you seeing a doctor, Josh? <laughs> are you okay? I, I, certainly <laughs> he's not okay. He's not listening. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. So Jonathan Taylor at one point opened up. Like, 
March, he was going at the round one, round two turn, like picks 10 through 15. And I thought, that's really early. He has now slipped. He generally goes in the 20s. And I think that's probably where he should go. There's been the trade rumors, but at the end of the day, if we just look at Jonathan Taylor himself, he, I think he and Nick Chubb at this point are kind of the two best pure runners. The kind of guy that's going to get 20 carries a game, that's going to monopolize goal line work, and uh, depending on where Taylor's traded, not traded, then we'll kind of know what to expect for his past game usage. But at the end of the day, I, I don't really want in round often it's round three now. I'm not really interested in fading one of the best pure running backs in the NFL when if you tell me the guy's going to have double-digit touchdowns and a ton of rushing yards, then I'm inclined to not hate that player once we hit the third round of fantasy. So you're in the third round and your league mates go, oh, Taylor might get traded or oh, I don't know how I feel about him. I'd say, hey, you're getting one of the best pure running backs. We, we know no matter where he goes, if he gets traded, he's getting a ton of volume. If he stays in the Colts, he's getting a ton of volume. And... Uh, I wish he was involved a little more in the past game. We never really saw that materialize throughout his career. But what we've seen is the, the Nick Chubb level rusher. And we've generally been pretty happy drafting Nick, Nick Chubb round one, round two. So Taylor round three feels like a, a pretty solid pick at this point. Josh, I, I got to go back to this drafting two weeks after the Super Bowl <laughs> here, okay? I, I am. Uh, so how does that work? Like, I know you're not high on Anthony Richardson, but I mean, I don't know, like, do you draft rookies? Like I, I, I'm confused how this works. Uh, what is this a normal fantasy draft? And you do take a whatever a CJ Stroud, and you just place him wherever he ends up going team wise. That that is exactly correct. Yeah, uh, you all all the players that are potentially entering the draft get thrown into player pools. So I would be drafting certain players and not knowing where they end up purely off of how they looked as college prospects and what the the big media thinks will be their draft capital. So when I'm looking at Anthony Richardson, I actually drafted so much Anthony Richardson early in drafts because he was often going at like QB 25. And I thought, whoa, this looks like a pretty good prospect. He's probably going to be an early first round pick. So then I had a nice advantage there when he ends up going fourth overall to the Colts. And then his ADP skyrockets to QB8, QB9, QB10. <laughs> and I said, you know what? At this point, you guys are crazy. I loved him at quarterback 25. I have him ranked right now at quarterback 14. And I, I think that's fair. He's just outside that QB1 tier. He's a high upside bench stash for this season. Josh, yeah, Josh Larkey with us talking some fantasy football here on the fan. He joins us on the Pay Less Liquors Hotline. Let's just go back to Jonathan Taylor and just give you a what if. If you're sitting there in the third round uh, and you have the option of, and I'm looking at other running backs, and that's probably not fair, but, you know, Travis Etienne, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, you taking Jonathan Taylor over all three of those guys? Right now, I have Travis Etienne one spot ahead of Jonathan Taylor, but I have both of them very far ahead of Aaron Jones. I, I kind of put tiers to my rankings, and for anyone that's like, what the heck is a, a, a tier? You're making me do math? Not making you do math. With my rankings, I am not 100%, believe it or not, even though I, this is what I do full-time, I am not supremely, completely confident that every prediction I have is perfect. <laughs> it's definitely not. Really? Well, we are, you know. Yeah, you're here. on an island by yourself. Yeah, with yeah. That. We're always right around uh, here. We know exactly where Jonathan Taylor is going to play this season. 
So what I will say is, while I have ETN one spot ahead of Taylor, they have, they are in the same tier. And what I would say is that I slightly lean Travis ETN. If you said, hey, I, I want to take Jonathan Taylor, I wouldn't say anything. I'd say, great. Which player do you want to watch more? I personally lean ETN, but if you like Taylor, great. However, they are both a full tier ahead of Aaron Jones. With Aaron Jones, I'm just gravely concerned. The, mm-hmm. the move from future first ballot Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, who's only started a couple games in his three-year career, that's going to be a pretty monumental downgrade. Also, Aaron Jones does not score rushing touchdowns anymore. That is Aaron. That is A.J. Dillon's role. Last year, A.J. Dillon had seven rushing touchdowns. That's okay. That's good. Not great. Second on the team was Christian Watson with two <laughs> rushing touchdowns. Fortunately, Aaron Jones also tied Christian Watson with two. But the, the general idea is that goal line carries are now mostly going to A.J. Dillon. Jordan Love is probably not going to be the incredible checkdown artist that Aaron Rodgers was, where the play is breaking down and he goes, you know what, I'm going to perfectly find Aaron Jones in the flats. The, the target volume might drop a little. The receiving efficiency might drop. So generally where running back score fantasy points is targeted in the passing game or scoring touchdowns. And I think Aaron Jones at this point is getting squeezed on both angles. And he's a 29-year-old running back, which is starting to get up there in age and in the career arc. So I view the young, the, the young guys, ETN, Taylor, as much better bets this year than Aaron Jones. And Josh Larkey's with us, director of fantasy betting at the 33rd team. Josh, I am a horrific fantasy football player. <laughs> I need two to three core drafting values out of you, if you don't mind. Uh, very selfish of me, I know, so I apologize. But I need two or three core drafting values to stick by as I get some drafts underway here in the next couple of weeks. I can do that. So I, I think a, a few things right off the bat. One of them is I, a lot of people hate hearing this, but you are going to want some running backs. Or, or sorry, receivers. And everyone's always like, well, I want running backs. I my One of my rules, I had this little like free strategy guide that I threw out on the 33rdteam.com, and I was like, hey, guys, you're probably going to want three receivers through five to six rounds. Mm-hmm. That does not mean you can't take a running back round one. That does not mean you can't take a running back in round one and in round two. That, that is perfectly legal. We, we can do anything in fantasy football. But I, I think that's one of my biggest things is that when I look at the, the, the state of the receiver position, the high-end guys are outscoring everybody else by so much, and they're so consistent. So I'll give an example. Last year, among the top 12 receivers by ADP. So if you look last year at how the receivers were ranked, nine of those 12 receivers in the top finished in the top 12. So receiver at this point is becoming such a bankable, consistent, high-scoring position with passing offenses on the rise. Running backs, I did the same test. Out of those top 12 ranked by ADP, just five Hmm. finished in the top 12 in fantasy points per game. So receiver at this point is just a bankable position. We can't deny it. I don't think we should be avoiding it. So you want to make sure that you're getting some receivers. So the people that are like, Josh, I love drafting with full testosterone meter turned up running back, then a running back, then round three running back, then round four running back, I would say, you know what, that sounds really fun. And I think at the end of the day, you're going to look at your draft and go, wow, I should probably have taken two receivers in that range. Well, you mentioned one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Go for it. Well, I was going to say, you mentioned wide receiver. So Chase and Jefferson, uh, I mean, who would you take number one? Is the only running back? I mean, I'm looking at some draft boards uh, from some people I know. I mean, McCaffrey seems to be the only guy that would get in the top three there that's not a wide receiver for me. Otherwise, it's Chase and Jefferson. That, that's how I have it. I have yeah. those three in my top three. A, a lot of people like Jefferson first overall this year that like receivers. A lot of people that like running backs will take McCaffrey with the number one pick. I actually am going to be taking Jamar Chase with my number one pick most of the time. And the case for it is pretty simple. In college, Chase was better than Jefferson. As rookies, Jamar Chase had a better rookie season than Jamar, Justin Jefferson. Last year, as a second-year player, Jamar Chase had over 20 PPR fantasy points a game despite a fractured hip mid-season. And that is more fantasy points than Jefferson had in his second season. Chase has just always kind of outpaced him per uh, like year of their career. I think this is the year Chase takes over. Jamar Chase had more targets per game last year than Jefferson. So if you're telling me that Jamar Chase gets a mulligan on last year, he doesn't break his hip, he's once again getting more opportunities than Jefferson. Jamar Chase is a faster, more explosive, big play ability threat than Justin Jefferson. He has a better quarterback in Joe Burrow than Justin Jefferson. Not that I don't like Justin Jefferson, but I have to nitpick these top guys, and it's harder for me to find flaws at this point with Chase. I think Jamar Chase is a real threat to be the first receiver ever to hit 2,000 receiving yards. He stays right. healthy for 17 games. I think that is absolutely in the cards for, for Mr. Jamar Chase. Some terrific stuff right here from Josh Lark. Again, uh, the 33rd team is where you can find his content. Last one from me, Josh. Whatever. Round 16 rolls around and you're like, oh gosh, I don't even know half these names left on the board. Give us a sleeper rookie to keep an eye on that you like from a skill position standpoint. This is the... Alright, guys. We uh, did not like Anthony Richardson. The, the fans hated it. They turned the radio off. They turned it back on to hope I was off the radio. They still hear me, but they love that I am going to recommend Colts Rookie running back Evan Hall. Look at this. Okay, wow. You okay, the Northwestern kid, the fifth rounder. I yes, a lot of people be like Evan Hall. Tell, tell me about this. this. Is this sounds like a creative player? Why, why should I like Evan Hall? <laughs> well, first off, as we talked about earlier on the show, Jonathan Taylor might get traded, and if he gets traded, you're probably going to want other Colts running backs on the roster. Someone's going to need to get and replace those 250, 300 carries. Deion Jackson right now is probably ahead of Evan Hall on the depth chart today. But one thing that we see consistently with rookie running backs and generally just rookies in general, the more the season plays out, the more they force themselves into the NFL team's starting lineup and into your fantasy lineup with Evan Hall. He's about 210 pounds. His 40 time was in the four fours. That side speed combo generally translates to fantasy points whenever they are the starting running back. Evan Hall had nearly 50 catches this past year. This, this is a hmm. an incredible receiving back with size and speed. We don't get that very often. And you might be like, receiving back, size, speed. Yeah, we, we see this year after year, like Tony Pollard last year, receiving back with size and some speed. Tony Pollard's actually 210 pounds like Evan Hall. This, this archetype of running back is so valuable when they start. And I'm not saying that Evan Hole is definitely going to start games, but he's definitely going to be valuable. But in the last round of your fantasy draft, you want to take a player that has a realistic path to actually starting for you and giving you fantasy points. 
And Evan Hull most certainly has that, where if, if, if the Colts one day say, hey, Evan Hull is going to rotate in and get some good reps, oh, you, you make sure you have him on your bench. This is exciting. And if he gets uh, 10 to 15 touches in a game, you can start him almost every single week. And that, that's what I love is that it's a locked and loaded plug-and-play running back if he gets the opportunities. And I know any Colts fan out there would be like, hey, I love rooting on, on the guy that for fantasy that I'm watching on Sundays. So that right there is, is rookie running back Evan Holt. Great final round pick. Uh, well, Josh Larkey from the 33rd team, you see you see what he did there, KB? He made up for all the Richardson stuff. Uh, and and I'm looking at, at your website here. You're exactly right. How I know your picks are great is you have uh, Daniel Jones uh, many spots over Dak Prescott. Uh, so I know that you are uh, dialed Giants you are, you are, you are dialed into <laughs> how much of a bum Dak Prescott is. I'm kidding. Josh, appreciate the time, man. Take care. Thanks, guys. Outstanding right there from Josh Solarkey. Evan Hall, I believe, the most running back catches of any player in one of the major conferences last year in college football. That was why. Threw him in my mock draft leading into the draft. Colts took him then in round five. All right, pop quiz to close out. That is a fantasy football spot up for grabs. 317-239-1070. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.